Hey everyone, Michael here with just a quick introduction to this week's episode. So here is our second of two audio-only episodes, which are cut from our recent stream of Blue Rose Second Edition. This is part of our streaming series called The Sample Adventures, where we take a look at a new game or maybe a setting, or in some cases like this one, a quick start, uh, with the included adventure. So the quick start adventure for Blue Rose is called the Rye, R-H-Y, Wolf's Woe. And essentially, Rye animals are awakened, sentient animals that exist in this world of the Blue Rose fantasy world, very similar to like Heralds of Valdemar, or the companions from the Heralds of Valdemar series, if you're familiar with that. And there's a young boy from a small village that has developed or beginning to develop a Rye bond with this creature, and both have gone missing. So we were sent off uh, from another rye wolf, a friend of the missing wolf, to help find their friend the wolf, as well as help uh, this young boy. We got some information from their village. It, we, we are currently on the right path, we believe. And on our way to an old fort, or maybe even like a small castle, where we think these two beings are at, we are attacked in the woods by a bear. So that is where we're going to pick up this episode. Uh, myself, playing Malachi, who is a wizard. Kaylee is playing a rye badger, so it's like an awakened badger creature. And then Christine is playing Ortelia, who is a warrior. And I think we're just like one or two turns into this combat against this bear. And now, on to the show. But you manage to rip your arm free, and it tears off some of your sleeve. And yeah, there is uh, a nice wound there. Not my sleeve! Your outfit. Your (laughs) outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) And Ortelia. All right, I'm going to aim to give myself a little bit of a bonus there. Absolutely, yeah. You focus and aim the bow. Yep, you're still using the bow. Mm-hmm. 15 total. Yep, that'll do it. And I'm still within the six yards, so additional mm-hmm. damage. 10. Another 10 damage. All right. Another arrow hits just next to the other one. Again, the bear just kind of recoils and just roars, stomps her feet a little bit. And uh, yeah, she's really mad. Throws her head back and roars again. Uh, Chaya, you know that this bear, the angrier it gets, the more dangerous it gets. You have dealt with other animals. This one is not a ride-in, so this one is a bit more feral, a bit more animalistic. It's still an animal of nature to be respected, but right now, it really, really, really wants to kill you and eat you all. So, what do you want to do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to attempt to, uh, I'm going to go for the throat with my claws this time. Okay. Actually, I'm going to delay for a second. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can use a free action to, to say something, right? Yeah. And then delay my action action. Totally, yep. Malachi, threaten it with your staff again, and I'll go for its throat. So my suggestion is to you to use the Ada Ally major action, and then once Malachi does that, I will come in using that bonus. Oh, yep. Yeah. Well, teamwork, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to basically use my action to aid your action. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. And you can still guard up while you're doing that mm-hmm. too. That's what I'm trying to do. Yep. So I'm gonna guard up. Okay, yeah. And then I'm gonna aid ally. Like waving my staff and just flashing my beautiful bright blue eyes at it. <laughs> Blinking real slow. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now you're now you're kind of bloody just like your eyes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now ch- this is unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pretty. Not in the face, guys. Not in the face. <laughs> now, Chai, are you able to do that now, or do you have to wait till your next turn to be able to use? Uh, 
I was delaying, so I would be able to step in now. Perfect. All right. Let's have you do that real quick. So that'll give me a plus two bonus to the next test and an additional minor action. So I will uh, watch for that. I'm aiming twice because I believe I can. Actually, no. I'm just going to... Oh, okay. So my minor action last round was to prepare. That's what I should have done. Okay. Uh, and then I can basic, so it keeps my initiative spot and I prepared for him to you do his thing. Now I'm doing it, but I get another minor action that I'm going to use to aim. So I get a plus three total. Okay. Yep. That is right. And that is a decent roll. That's nine, 13, uh, 16, 18 with five stunt points again. Oof. Oh yeah. And this time I am using lethal blows. Okay. And oh my word. Oh my, oh my Scarlet. That's five, 10. 15 plus three so 18 points of damage as i go for the throat okay so how this looks is malachi as you it looks to a casual observer that you're flailing about and having a hard time but really you are doing a feint to set up your ally and as you do oh no i'm actually having a really hard time it just was conveniently (laughs) timed for time you know what i I love that even better i love that even better yeah you just you're just a lucky guy you just happen to fall (laughs) into these things the right way absolutely uh yeah and you do you open the bear uh chest and neck area wide open and there is your ally and as you surge forward chaya you bite right into the bear's throat bear her down to the ground and soon the fight is over you two both can hear as as chaya like digs her claws in and like pins the bear to the ground she's actually um praying for the beast and giving thanks for its sacrifice and is expressing her sorrow at having to kill just a defenseless, stupid animal. Michael wanted to have a combat, but Malachi believes that this bear was in some way corrupted by dark forces and it was, would not have been able to be communicated with. So this unfortunately had to happen after Chaya finishes their prayer, which I will stand by thoughtful pose next to them. I will then heal Chaya if they will accept my healing touch. Oh yeah, sure. By the way, suggestion, Michael do first aid first. Then do heal. Okay. You can sometimes get by a lot cheaper just doing first aid. <laughs> yeah, because you could restore, restore some health from doing the first aid, which is more mundane, before using up your magical abilities, yeah. As someone who played the healer for two and a half years, <laughs> definitely do it that way. <laughs> All right. So what, what do I roll for first aid? Okay, first aid is going to be a, I believe that is a willpower roll. No, I'm sorry, it's not. It's on the action sheet, if I remember. Intelligence focus for healing. Thank you. Yep, TN11 intelligence. Oh, wow, there's a lot of intelligence focuses, y'all. I got a 14, no stunt points. Okay. Hey, what's the drama die read? One. Hey, what's your intelligence? Uh, Three. Okay, I get four points back then, just from that. All right. While this is going on, the healing's going on, I'm going to go and carefully take my arrows out, trying to be respectful of the animal. Okay. So I'm not just, like, yanking them out. I'm, like, being cautious. Absolutely. Yeah, you do so gingerly. You've done this before, and yeah, you are respectful. The three of you know that as you make your way through the woods, you are kind of the outside element here. So yeah, you do take the time to respect the area and the the three of you. Maybe not so much Malachi, because he was just kind of falling into the scenario, but definitely all of you in your own way respect what happened here and yeah you have a moment and yeah you retrieve your arrows and you are you know not uh doing anything to be harmful to the already defeated animal and uh yeah the the moment it's it's got a strange 
surreal serenity to it in this moment of you all kind of just the the fighting is over and the calmness comes back and the bird song starts again it's almost like the forest just returns uh you know a moment has happened and then life moves on chai do you need additional healing uh you see that there's still a couple of uh couple one claw mark didn't heal like seal up quite right but uh she's like eh it's fine uh are one of you gonna dress this then she nods at the bear. I don't know that we have time. Well, we shouldn't just leave her here to rot. No, I, I agree with that. We could field dress her and hang her in one of the trees. That way, the predators aren't going to get to her easily. And then we can always come back for it or send the villagers back for it. They may need the. That's a good idea. All right. Well, you're working on that. I'm going to heal myself because I am very wounded. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll take care of that. Okay. All right, so I got a 16 and got three stunt points. So that is three, six, so seven points back on my healing. And I think with our Arcana stunt points, I can like make that more beneficial. So one of the arcane stunts is to do additional damage. Can I do additional healing for the same stunt point? You know, I'll say because we're playing a one shot. Yeah, sure. Perfect. I was gonna say, Kevin. We, I was gonna mention that we always house rule that that would if it makes sense. You're just pumping extra arcane energy mm-hmm. into it. All right. So then I am back to full. Unfortunately, there's still a hole through my sleeve. <laughs> oh no, my sleeve! <laughs> Psychic damage. <laughs> right. Emotional <laughs> damage. I did that thing where I'm poking, poke, damage. poking my finger through it, and just look so sad. That's it. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Of all the things that everyone loses the most in battle, it is, you know, their armor, their clothes, you know. You lose your sartorial elegance. It's it's very true. And that is the saddest part of battle, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right, then. So, yes, you take time to dress the bear respectfully, hang it, as you mentioned. You gather up your things. You... Uh, rest up, you recuperate, and you eventually get back onto the trail trying to find the lost boy and the lost Raiden wolf to make sure that they are brought back to safety. Again, just apologize. Just I'm trying to play with the stuff I can do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use Animal Messenger, Ooh. and I'm going to send one of my feathered friends back to the head lady at the village and tell her about the bear so that she can send someone out to claim oh, it for the village. Perfect. Okay. Perhaps we'll have a feast upon our uh Return. There we go. I love that. Chaya nibbles on some of the entrails uh, that once the field dressing's done and then finds the nearest stream to wash off in before we continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you do, in fact, continue on and travel for some time until eventually night begins to fall and you have to make a short camp. So you, uh, you all set up a campfire, a small little tent, and you rest. You think about all the different things that are transpiring. You think about this lost boy and this lost wolf. Perhaps out there alone at whatever this strange castle is. And the night passes rather uneventfully, which is kind of good in its own way. But in the morning, you all feel rejuvenated. You all feel rested. You all feel ready and further emboldened to go and try to find this boy and this wolf. So as you awaken, you begin to make your way. You begin to travel again in the same direction you were heading before. Is there anything anybody wants to do during this time? Um, you don't necessarily have to. I'm just giving you guys options if there's anything flavor-wise you wish to do as part of the journey. You guys noticed that uh, ever since we, as we break camp and like for the first hour, uh, Chaya is like noticeably not in your heads. 
which is odd. So could you perhaps give us a little bit of a window about that, Kaylee? Why, why is that happening for us, the audience? What you... Oh, I'm just going to wait and see if they ask. Oh, okay. Well, then you know what? Let me step back out of this then. That was called foreshadowing. Oh, yes. So I'm trying to figure out how Mel would respond to that. I, my, my Michael thought is that something to do with killing that bear and you just need some alone time. So I don't know that I would intrude unless I, I notice something about your behavior that like gives me additional insight that maybe you want to talk. Because I know your bondmate well, mm -hmm. I know Michael's not here. Uh, after a second, you hear, of course not, Michael's not here. I'm talking to him. Give me a minute, will you? Do oh. you hear disconnect again? All right. They're on call waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then right. the connection opens back up to you too. Uh, sorry. It's really hard to reach Michael from here. So I was, I was focusing. Uh, did you need something? No, I just wanted to be sure you were okay. Since Michael's not here, I wanted to be sure. Uh, no, I, 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 did, I had to check in this morning. Uh, it, it's okay. Michael's undergoing has tests today. It's, it's fine. It's a whole thing. Uh, it's, it's nothing to worry about. It's just random two-legged crap. It's just <laughs> should be no, born knowing things, but nope, you gotta learn it and get it in the, I think it's cause your heads are so high up. <laughs> Takes longer for you to learn things. I've noticed that with some people, right? The taller they are, the stupider they are. <laughs> And you know Chaya is just doing this to because uh, she doesn't really think everybody is stupid or that humans are, you know, people are, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's a common grumble. Mm -hmm. And this is all going on as we walk down the walk through the woods. Mm -hmm. So if I'm reading my abilities correctly, I can actually make psychic contact with animals and also read their mind. It's, you know, again, it's a little animal intelligence, but I'd like to see if I can call another bird with whistling and then, like basically try to get a bird's eye view of what's around us. Like, is, does the bird know of the castle? Are they aware of any other dangers type of a thing? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, is there a, um, is there a check involved with that or do you, are you able to just do that? Yeah. So there's a psychic contact I have to make first. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a TN seven, or if they're trying to resist me, then I have to get, a, I have to overcome that. Okay. Yeah, I crushed that. I got like a 17. Nice. Uh, no stunt points. And then I have to do a mind reading which is opposed. So I think even though it's a willing subject, I still have to roll against them. I don't know. seems weird. Uh, but yeah, so I'll roll it. It's a communication, psychic, or animism. No, communication. Okay. Okay. So I got a 13, but I did get some stub points if it mattered. Okay. So first you reach off with your psychic connection to the animals around and you do feel the flittering emotions of a bird nearby. It does loop through the air several times and then draw closer and you feel that connection. Yes, you definitely, you whistle, you feel that connection and it comes forward. It does land on your outperched finger for a moment. The two of you look and have eye contact for a moment and it does that weird bird thing. <laughs> I'll have some like bird, bird, bread, breadcrumbs, not bird crumbs. That's, gross breadcrumbs <laughs> that I will feed it from my hand. That was Chaya two nights ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> and yeah, you make a connection with it and uh, the, uh, the bird uh, just kind of gives you a look and then it takes to the sky and uh, you, it, as it flies up, you uh, 
get general feelings from it about like how exactly it's interacting. Um, are you, now are you trying to? You said you were trying to perceive. Are you actually physically able to? see through its eyes or senses or yeah i don't think it's like Beastmaster. like i'm just seeing through its eyes as my eyes but like i can you can see something and then i will see what it sees but it's it's more like a photograph gotcha. every so often rather than like Beastmaster style. sure if i'm reading it correctly i think okay. that's how yeah that's that's perfect perfect um yeah and the bird flies on and as you all uh continue your journey together. You will check in with the bird from time to time to see what have these little snapshots of different areas. And eventually again, after several hours, it's probably most of the day, actually it gets to be early afternoon and you, the bird actually gives you a, a vision of a site that there seems to be, what looks to be a semi dilapidated keep of some sort off in the distance that you are headed you can see uh, from the bird's glimpse that there is looks to be maybe a dozen or so soldiers maybe they're wearing Ooh. armor but they look a little off the bird saw from very high up so you can't make out the the details but there's something odd about the way they're all standing around all right so yeah i will you know i will basically thank the bird and let it flutter on its way and then i'll communicate this to artelia and chaya that there are soldiers ahead, but it's hard to tell through the to the link, but they seem off somehow. I don't know if that means they are enemies or something, but yeah, we need to be more careful perhaps. So I think maybe we should slow down and do a little bit more scouting. Take our time, make sure we're watching. Yeah, definitely. Caution is definitely of the uh, of the essence here. As you all continue along, let's have you all just go ahead and make perception either seeing or well, really, realistically, any of the perceptions uh, with sort of, um, I don't want to say argument, that might be the wrong kind of word, any sort of insight you might have about how you want to use one of the perceptions, we can maybe get an idea of what exactly you'll observe as you get closer and try to look at the area. You all come up against like a, a ridge that overlooks uh, not really a valley, but like a recessed area down below where you actually see part of the outline of this keep. So... Um, so we'll start with Malachi. How how are you approaching this? Are you just looking? Or are you doing something different? Or so one of my perceptions is psychic. No. Oh. So I'm basically, you know, looking out with my mind. I got a twelve total. Okay. Just trying to see if there's anything psychically that feels a little bit off. Or... I guess I guess I'm trying to make like just brush up against these soldiers' consciousness to see if there's anything I can tell about them. Are they aggressive? Are they undead? If that's a thing, I don't even know if they are in this world. Type of a situation you reach out and they unfortunately they are a little bit further away so you're not able to get a really good grasp but you do get kind of a surface feeling of the area itself it's hard to describe but it's almost like the keep has a presence to it and it doesn't feel natural it's a weird i mean you thought there was a malaise in that town where everybody was upset that this boy was gone this is like that feeling amplified quite a bit. It almost feels like there is a despondency coming from the area of the keep. It's not coming from these soldiers. It's coming from the area itself, a feeling of fear, a feeling of confusion, and perhaps even a feeling of something you can't quite place your finger on. But you can't, you don't know what it is though with that role. I'll share with my companions. Um, how about you, Ortelia? How, what is it that you're trying to approach in terms of getting information about this area beyond. I was going to use searching because I'm keeping trying to look for signs of passage of their soldiers. Where did they come from? That kind of thing. I got a 16 with doubles. So five stunt points. Hmm, okay. As you 
begin to look around, you do see that actually there are some tracks on the ground here. It looks like maybe recently, you know, before you all were in the area, maybe there was a little bit of a light rain. So there was a slight mud that kind of got formed up on the walking path through here. And you see that there is footprints of human make as well as wolf make next to them. They're very short. It's not like a big, long trail. You just catch a glimpse of it in a small little puddle, muddy area. And you do notice that off to the side of it, there are several boot marks of an irregular pattern. It doesn't look like somebody's walking. It almost looks like just strange boot imprints, almost like the boots were just kind of randomly, haphazardly pressed into the mud around the area. It would, it would maybe perhaps imply that the soldiers stopped pretty much where you're all standing right now and looked down at the keep or studied it or something. Before moving on, it's the best you can gauge out of it. I think I'm going to use the points for additional bon- an additional plus one bonus to further test. The object of your attention, you get a plus one bonus to further test to examine or perceive additional aspects of the object of your test until the time or venue changes. So I can keep track of what's going on. And- okay, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're, you're trying to get a better idea of what all's going on. You're trying to kind of get, gather more information. You're searching around and you do see that there is something just off to the side of the trail. It looks like maybe it's been discarded or it fell off. Somebody dropped it. It looks to be a small piece of a buckle or a button or some sort of brooch maybe. And it's got a strange symbol upon it that almost looks like a embossed face almost uh kind of i mean it's it's abstract it's not exact but it almost has a skeletal look to it uh almost with like a strange dare you say crown or horns or something if you would like go ahead you can make a historical lore test to maybe see if you recognize exactly what this might be so if the y-axis is lich and the x is king it's about <laughs> right. a year yeah. yeah you got a 15 15. You do recognize this symbol. This is a Kurnish army insignia of people who are loyal to the Lich King. Be skippy. Now, you would also know from the historical lore that the war has been over for some time. So the Lich King's army doesn't really exist anymore, and they're certainly not down in this area. And this looks like it's been here a little bit less than just, oh, it's been here since those people were sent here for the war. This looks newer. Yeah. This is not good. Not sure how they could be down here, but... Every war has its deserters. Mm-hmm. Could be leftovers. What I really, really hope is that there's not a shadow gate. Really, really hope there's not a shadow gate here. Be a bad scene. <laughs> that would be very bad. What sort of information are you trying to glean in this area, Chaya? I was looking around. Uh, badgers, uh, old badgers don't have the greatest eyesight. I only got a nine. Okay. Just trying to like keep an eye out. Looking for uh, like any, I don't know. Like, are they patrolling in any sort of pattern that we might be able to slip by? Are they like just standing there? What it, is there anything odd that I can detect about them other than they're not where they're supposed to be? Right. Um, well, you don't really notice anything with your sight, as you mentioned. But if you'd like to perhaps make a uh, empathy roll, which would be falling under um, perception as well, you can maybe get an idea of their body language, how they carry themselves, what their tactics might be. That actually worked a lot better. That's 14. 
it's strange. It's almost like the soldiers are just slowly, I think a term that you might have heard the humans say is lollygagging. It's like they're just kind of loitering about. It's kind of weird. They don't really have a sort of formation. They're all just kind of standing. It looks to be either uh, towards the front of this keep. Now, this is all still a distance away, so you guys can't see mm -hmm. exactly what they're doing. But you can see that they're down. They're just kind of really slowly milling about to the opening of this keep. Is there any other entrance into the keep? Nothing that you can see from here. We should try and see if there's another way in. I mean, keeps don't always just have one door. There's got to be in a, a back door somewhere. Mm -hmm. We'll have to take a, a scouting run around the outside. So it is, is it still a distance away? It would take you all, uh, it's going to take you all probably about another couple of hours to get down to where that area is because of the terrain and everything. You can't just, you know, climb down in there. You have to take a little bit of a roundabout way to get down into this uh, ravine-like area, but uh, you could, once you get closer, try to scout around for sure. Yep. Sounds good. All right. So the three of you make your way down, and as you get closer to where this ravine is, you Go down, and you take your time. You want to make sure you don't slip and fall, hurt yourselves, you know, do anything strange. And as you get down to the... Scuff my jeans. That's right. You've already <laughs> messed up your shirt. You don't want to ruin your jeans, too. I know. <laughs> you, uh, when you get down to the bottom, you see that there is a crest of a hill that is kind of basically where... Imagine an area where, like, a moat or uh, a guardhouse would be. There is a, a rise of dirt that's been put here. It probably once was a battlement of some sort, but it's got, mm -hmm. you know, natural dirt formations that have fallen over it. There's vegetational growth here. Um, and as you get down here, the uh, the light begins to turn ruddy as the setting sun begins to di drift off to the west. Maybe we peek our head over and see if we can see anything with these soldiers. Are they still in the same exact position? Are they still milling? Are they facing us? Are they facing in? Just anything else we might be able to see yeah. without them seeing us. Uh, you look up over the crest of the hill, you make your way down a little bit closer, and you, as you look, you can see that these soldiers, they are still, they have not gone anywhere. They're pretty much right where you saw them before. They are all conglomerated towards the front of the keep, and they're all slowly milling about. And then suddenly, when you look up and your eyes m make them, you, all of a sudden they all just stop, motionless, almost as if somehow they know you've arrived. It's really eerie. There's a strange, cold chill that washes up all of your backs for a moment. Your hair stands on end, you'll notice, Chaya. And these soldiers, one of them slowly starts to turn, and as he does... His gaze slowly turns, revealing his features towards where you're at, Malachi, in the front looking. And you see that this man's skeletal features peek out from underneath his helm, his battle helm that he's wearing. As he looks, you can see that there is Kurnish livery that is flapping softly about him and other soldiers. You see one is actually holding an old flag of sorts that is basically just worn away from the weather. It's really broken down, has tears in it. You can see that there's rotting leather armor upon their bodies as they all start to slowly turn towards you all. You can see this rusted chainmail that hangs off of their bony frames. You can see that definitely these men are no longer among the living. These are definitely undead creatures, some sort of strange skeletal warriors that hold guard guardianship over this area still. And as they slowly start to turn, you hear that there is a voice just beyond them coming out of the front of the keep. Hello, somebody, please help. And you can tell it's a boy's voice, but it's very hoarse. Like maybe he's been yelling 
for some time. And um, you can see that there is the, the soldiers are here between you and wherever the voice is coming from. Please help. We're, we're trapped in here. My friend is hurt. I will duck back below the battlement and say there's good news and there's bad news. All right. Start with the well, the good news is the kid. We can hear well, that. Well, no, the good news is all the soldiers are already dead. Bad news is no one told them. Great. Chaya looks. Yes, and you see the same thing. Crap. Chaya, you think you can get a hold of Frosty and see if <laughs> Frosty. he can send some help? It sounds like there's quite a few of these skeletons. Not at this distance. I don't know him that well. However, I'm going to try and do psychic contact to uh, to uh, the kid, Marcus. Okay. Okay. I'll have you have to make a check because there is a distance and he is a bit um, upset. Frazzled? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So go ahead and uh, make a check for that, please. Ooh. Okay. Oh, darn it. I thought I had doubles there. Uh, 13, communication, 14. Okay. You feel your presence drift out and make contact with the boy, and you can tell that his thoughts are a little bit erratic. They're actually a little bit distant, too. You have been in the mind presence of other people, other, uh, as you said, the two-footed people, and you could tell that this boy, he's definitely, he's nervous, he's upset, he's concerned. You can tell he's very weak as well. Maybe, I mean, you can't tell this from feeling, but you can just have an idea that, you know, maybe he's hungry, tired, thirsty. You know, he's been on his own for a few mm-hmm. days with this wolf. Who knows how skilled he is at surviving in the in the forest. Um, mm-hmm. But you kind of get a, a general glimpse of all of this. And as you're doing this, you're going to notice, Ortelia, that the skeletal warriors start to turn towards the three of you. And you can see that one of them slowly raises his bony, ivory white fingers up towards you and he is motioning and the others start to pass him slowly moving in the direction of the three of you. Oh, sword is out. I'm getting in front of these two. Definitely in front of Mal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and are you all entering combat with these uh, former enemies of the state? Yes. Alrighty, let's roll that initiative again. They need to be completely dead. Oh, they need to be completely dead. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. So we'll go, I'll go down the order of who went, what order that way we'll figure out. So Chaya, what did you get this time? Chaya is apparently distracted, uh, reassuring Marcus that they're coming to help. So I got a nine. Nine. Okay. And Malachi? I was even more distracted with an eight. Oh. Do we have a seven? I know, right? We have a 10. Oh, 10, nine, You eight. have 10? Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's see if they do have a seven. Nope, they don't. They have a uh, 12. Okay. So so would the enhancement thing work this time, Ortelia? If I gave you better strength? Yes, because that would definitely add to my damage. Yes, because now, she, yep, now she's okay. fighting with a, with a sword. Yep. All right. So the undead soldiers, the, the Kernish skeletal zombie creatures, start coming towards all of you. That's all they're going to do on their turn. So we're going to go ahead with the first of the party. Ortelia, you are the most ready. You heft up the sword. It catches the last bits of the sunlight coming down from the sunset behind you all. And uh, you are ready. What would you like to do? I am going to attack the first one that gets to us. I don't feel like we need to rush down. We should let them come at their own pace. Okay. Okay. Are they going to get here this turn? Or if we advance, it's going to take them another turn to get to you. Yep. I mean, maybe can you use your bow this round and then switch to melee when they get closer? Not sure how much a uh, arrow would do. 
to be perfectly honest, because think about it, space between stuff. Yeah. So I'll slowly advance, but I'm not going to like charge in because that would be silly. There's only three of this and there's how many of these things? Now that you see them approaching, you get a full gauge of their number. There looks to be that you, the, th- the three of you are outnumbered two to one. There are six of them, plus there is the one who is now standing in the back, pointing his finger towards you. As you study him a little bit, because you're taking him to maybe be the leader of sorts, you can see he's not wearing armor like the rest. He's wearing an old, tattered robe. Oh, yay. So I slowly start advancing. Okay. Um, so you're not going to full-on attack them? You're going to wait for them to come to you, I believe is what you I'm going to get about halfway, and I'm just I'm prepared so that they get to me. I can take the delayed action. Sure, okay. Take a round to prepare before everything really kind of hits the fan, as it were. So, um, uh, Chaya, what would you like to do then in preparation? I will move up to stand next to Artelia. Okay. This party is no fear. I love it. And Malachi. Oh, wait, maybe maybe here comes the fear. I don't know. There's our fear. I will move up to stand behind Chaya and Artelia. I will <laughs> place my hand on Artelia and cast my enhancing spell. Oh. Uh, to enhance their strength. Hopefully I roll okay this time. I bet. Uh, no doubles, unfortunately. But that's uh. 11, 15, 17, which I believe is a plus two. No, plus three. So oh. you have a plus three to your strength for 10 rounds. Oh, that is amazing. What a nice Hi. boost. That's awesome. Thank you. You hear what must be Marcus. Please help. My friend is hurt. Please Please. Quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there a fatigue roll for that, Michael? Oh. Oh, that's a good call. I've actually been, for, been uh, forgetting no, about the fatigue. fatigue. None. This whole okay. game. Resistance, so. none. Wow. You're just full of energy. I am. <laughs> All right. It's my positive outlook on life. I'm cheerful. And with that, the skeletal warriors continue to move in. So there's going to be the two that are right in the front are going to move up right towards you, Ortelia. They're going to come up, and they both have swords. They're old, rusted swords that probably are not going to be great to get hit with, you would guess, because they look really serrated. I mean, tetanus really isn't a thing in a fantasy world, but, you know, still, you don't want to be hit with a rusty sword, you know? It's fantasy tetanus. Fantasy tetanus, right. Okay, they're coming in with a... Let's see what their plus is. Okay, yeah, they're coming in with a 12... Against your defense? My defense is a 17. Okay. I'm just going to have them both use the same roll just to make it easy. I'm not rolling 700 dice. Um, so, yeah, they both come in and you bring up your sword to parry with a flash. Ching, ching. You knock their swords aside and, you know, get ready. Um, there are the other ones that continue to move in as well. It looks like they're basically fanning out to try to, you know, there's two on one, so they're trying to use those numbers. They're basically trying to fan out and get, you know, the two on one. So the, the first two came to you. The other two that are coming in towards Chaya are going to get there on the next turn. And then the last three that are going to be coming towards Malachi, same thing, but they have to kind of go around. So that's why it's going to take them a little bit longer to get to you. But um, uh, that was Ortelia. It is your turn now. Now, you guys can also see... Um, that in the back, uh, you know, coming from like where the keep is, there is, um, you can see a strange shadow that kind of drifts down the one side of the wall. Looks unnatural. Doesn't look like it's from the sunset because the sun is setting behind you all. This is coming from the other direction. A little bit weird. Well, I got 15 with doubles, five stun points. Okay. Yeah. 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 
And I'm going to go dual target. Nice. Because right there. Love it. Love it. I assume 15 will hit each of them. Definitely. You have to treat yep. them independently. Yep. So 3d6. Well, so just 12 on the roll plus another six. So 18 points. Oh, okay. They do have armor rating of four uh, because they, even though the armor is dilapidated, it still is going to give them some armor. Yeah. Yep. So they're going to take 10 instead. Okay. Um, yeah. So your sword swings true and slices through two of them, cutting off a little bit of their leathery, um, uh, scaled armor, but uh, they're not out of the fight quite yet. Um, Chaya. Since mine haven't gotten to me yet, I am going to turn and attempt to rake uh, one of the ones that is on Ortelia. All right. Aiming also, because why not? Um, so that's for 13. Yep. Doing eight points of damage. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it sinks in. Um, it uh, slams into this guy, and he takes the damage from that. You see he recoils. They don't really slow down so much as they just kind of lurch a little differently as they continue to move in towards you all. Okay. Uh, Malachi. So, Chaya, would you benefit from that same strength enhancement for your oh, combat yeah. prowess? Okay, then I will do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is only plus two to your strength for ten turns. No stunt points. I keep, I'm keep. i going to get seven points because I can do it like double it or double the time, but no, no. And then as a minor action, can I put my guard up? Yep. Yes, I will put my guard up, uh, plus two to my defense. Perfect. Okay. So that skeleton in the back, he just continues to point, and then he's going to slowly lower his hand, and he just stands there watching you all. He's taking it all in. It's a little bit weird that he hasn't engaged you all. The other ones seem to be mindless and attacking. He seems to have a strange knowledge to him. But the ones that are attacking you all, there are the two that are right there on the front against you, Ortelia. They're going to come in, swinging their long swords, trying to claw and bite into you. Um, they are going to attack you with a 10. 17 defense. Okay, yep. And so as they both swing, again, you are moving and bobbing and weaving in the thrill of battle. Their blades are swinging free. One of them actually comes up, swinging at your neck, and you bring the sword around and deflect it out of the way. Uh, You're just too skilled for these guys, it would seem. Um, There is the ones that are coming in against you, Chaya. Okay, it's going to be a 13 uh, and, and they are skilled enough, or I am unskilled enough to get a hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That does generate three stunt points. Oof. So they are going to use their special stunt that they have just as a specific creature. In the system, certain creatures have stunts specific to just them. So they're going to use their swarm tactics. Uh, the Walking Dead soldiers can perform swarm tactics as a special stunt that costs three stunt points. Uh, It allows, if one of them hits, one adjacent to them can get a free attack against that same target. So basically, I'm kind of ruling it as like the two are kind of working together. So basically, they're going to get an extra attack is what's going to happen. So just roll it again. And you can't generate stunt points on this roll if I do roll doubles. I didn't roll doubles anyway. Uh, That roll is going to be only a 10. That'll miss. Okay. So that first one does hit. It's going to be 1d6 plus 3. Ooh, you're going to take 9 points as he takes his rusty longsword, brings it up, and stabs into you. Yeah, that, that really nice bandage that uh, that uh, my friend here, Malachi, put on me uh, is now, like, fluttering to the ground, and that wound has very much reopened. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then some. And then some. Okay. 
And then the fantasy tetanus. <laughs> That's got to be a new hashtag right there. Fantasy tetanus. Uh, the one coming in towards you, Malachi, is they get to you now, and just one of them is going to come in at you. Uh, that's going to be 15. That will hit. Okay, no stunt points on that. You guys are loved. I, I, I'm not getting any stunt points, so hey, that's good. That's good, though. Damage is going to be 1d6 plus 3. Uh, that's going to be 8 points as his longsword swings down and slices across your chest. So your arm sleeve was all damaged, and now they cut through part of your lapel. Oh, man. This this whole outfit, outfit is ruined now. Oh, it's like, terrible. There's no coming back to this. It's terrible. Uh, and Ortelia, it is your turn. I told you not to wear brocade. Blood ruins brocade. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing else I had was silk. This seemed like the better so choice. 19 with double sixes. Oh, my, my, my. Okay, well, that'll definitely hit, and you have six stunt points. Yep, so. So I feel bad for these guys, is what that translates to. I don't. Oh. Oh. All right. I even say I have I, a bone to pick with them. With six. Mm. Now, here's how How do you want to do this. I want to use dual strike, and I want to use mighty blow. That's six points. So dual strike means I can hit two targets, so I should mm-hmm. do damage to each of them. Mighty blow adds an extra D6 of damage to the attack. Now, would that go for both targets, or would that only be one? Yeah, let's do it together. Let's do it. Let's go all out. You want me to roll once, for, once and that's the damage to each target? Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can do that, or you can roll each individual one. Up to you, whatever you're comfortable. I'll with. roll them all as one. So okay. first, the three d six, and that's one t points of damage with the strength oh. bonus. All righty, bam! And as you pull that sword away from your blocking position, blocking his blade, you bring it down and you do a powerful strike across the two of them, and pow, pow, there's two heads that spiral off of them, and their bodies just swoop. And as they crumble, there is a weird shimmer a weird shadow that kind of pulls up off of them and goes back towards that skeletal guy in the back and that was awesome you know who made the skeletons <laughs> and uh that is your turn that is my turn all righty chaya in the thrill of battle still you have these skeletal guys on top of you what would you like to do i'm going to rip and tear and claw and claw uh, that is doubles, and I'm loving that. That's 14, 17. Oh, definitely 17 hits. So that's, and I got doubles with six stunt points. Oh, my, my, my. So I am going to dual strike and mighty blow. Nice. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're so good. For the fir- the first good one, combo. I'm just going to do damage, uh, which is... Seven plus five, that's 12 to the first one. Okay. And then dual strike. Apply the test of your original attack roll to the secondary target. Okay, cool. Uh, inflict normal damage, which is the that, which is eight points of damage to the second one. Okay. And then I will uh, also guard up for my minor. Sure. So you bite into the the first one, and as you do, you bear him to the ground, and as you do, you turn and swipe out and claw across the second one. It doesn't drop quite yet, but you are still gaining the advantage here, and you are moving through the fight. And Malachi, you have the two coming up on you. The one has only kind of made it to you. The other one is kind of behind him. They're coming up in towards you. I'm going to try to 
be strategic here. I'm going to attack the one that Chaya almost dropped. Okay. Hoping that I can take them out. Uh, so I will use a minor to aim to give myself a plus one, and I will try to crack it in the head with my staff. Okay. 14 total. 14 will do it. Yeah, they're sitting at a defense of 12 because of the armor. And that is a measly five damage. You know what? Five was enough. It had exactly five left. So yeah, as you swing forward with the staff, you crack into it and its jawbone snaps off and falls down. Well, it falls down and it crumples down. And uh, Chaya, you manage to see it falling. So you move as it crumples and it lands right where you were standing or uh, in a battle position, but uh, you're out of the way. So, Alrighty. And again, when these ones drop, there is that of the black shadow emerging out of them and going back towards that other creature. So, back to the top. There are the two remaining, the ones that are on you, Malachi. I'm going to say, because of how that second one has to move, he's walking with a, str- a strange gait, like a weird, strange movement to his legs. So he is slower, but they both are at you now. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's got the same wound I have. I know it. Yeah, the psychosomatic type. <laughs> I rolled three ones. <laughs> Ow. So as that one comes at you, it takes its long sword and it swings it at you. And as it does, there's something it slips on or maybe Lady Luck reaches out and caresses its shoulder to help you out here, Malachi. It slips on some sort of mossy growth on the ground. And as it spins and turns, its sword spins and stabs into the chest of that second one coming up. And it actually gets lodged and stuck in its rib cage. So you see it trying to pull the sword out and it's I see to none be of that because I've ducked my head in cowardice. <laughs> Someone will tell me about it later. Yes, exactly. I love it. I love it. So yeah, so the second one's gonna lose its action. They're kind of stuck together. So Ortelia, it is gonna be your turn. It looks like there is just these two that are left and they are stuck together. Uh we'll just go after them. Alrighty. No doubles this time. Okay. Got fifteen nineteen. So if I'm gonna go after the one that's holding the sword that's stuck into the other one. Yeah, sure. I just rolled three sixes. Oh, now. Plus the plus this extra six from the strength bonus. I love it. So something fun that I like to do, it is kind of an optional rule that is buried deep in the age system. If you roll three sixes, you get to do a heroic, historical, legendary action that is going to be sung for eons hence. So because we're in a romantic setting, tell us this big, grandiose thing that happens as you're going to change the tide of this battle. Give us a moment. You know, tell us this tale that the troubadour is going to be singing in ballads hundreds of years from now, if you could. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She sees how, Ortelia sees how the, uh, these skeletons are coming after her companion, Mal. She whirls oh, around. I'm definitely in the story. Lead with that. <laughs> Mal was in danger. Yes, yes. And that is why I rose to the challenge. Yes. Good, good. She does we're, clothing we're and dignity together. left in tatters on so the ground. She whirls from her last attack, turns around, goes through the the chest of the, the skeleton in front, comes up, hits the skull, and it hits it in an arc, and it lands at the feet of the robed figure. Oh, excellent, excellent. And as that dark skull spirals and lands at the feet of its master, that strange shadow emerges out of it and goes back up into the shadow creature. It looks up at all of you, and it just kind of slowly cocks its head off to the side. 
and it just starts to slowly gate forward towards all of you. But Chaya, it is your turn. There is the one undead left, the one that got the guy with the sword ripped out of his chest, basically. He's just, again, he's got a bad leg. He's looking confused. You know, he's, he's got just, a sword through his chest. Yeah, the sword is still there, but the guy dropped. Yeah, so he's just kind of like looking around like, what is happening? But what would you like to do? It's within your movement to get to him. You don't have to do anything crazy to get over there. To How attack. far is it to Robe Boy? Oh, I'd say that would be a full movement for, for that. Okay. So it's still be a minor. Ty is like, you guys got this and <laughs> runs full tilt, like leaping, doing the rocket raccoon full charge. And just is going to do uh, a leaping attack, like vaulting off the skull and leaping up into the air. Awesome. Love it. This is an all-out attack, too, by Terrified the way. Terrified as Chai runs away. <laughs> no, come back. That's a... <clears throat> I don't have this. I don't have this. So I'm using fighting, so that's a 16. That'll work. No doubles, unfortunately. So 1d6 plus 5. 10 points of damage as I connect. Okay. And you leap forward and your teeth sink into the bony, you realize, um, body of this creature. It is a skeleton like the others, but again, it's a little bit more pronounced. But you do hit it. You feel something snap under the weight, under the power of your of your uh, jaw. And it doesn't drop, but you could tell that it definitely got injured in some fashion. Uh, Malachi. I will prove Chaya right or wrong by <laughs> stepping forward and trying to whack this thing in the head. Possibly uh, I'm going to do an all-out attack so I can actually try to hit it. Oh, okay. Uh, and I will actually aim first. I think that's how that works. Well, aiming is going to be for your uh, ranged attacks. That is a 16 total to hit. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't think that affects my damage, which is very poorly. Oh, I did roll well, though. Uh, seven points damage. Seven. Nice. Okay. And uh, Which is max damage for me, by the way. Awesome. Well, your max damage was enough. You hit it, and as you hit it in the head, its head kind of caves down into its shoulders area, and it crumples as well. I'm going to look over and tell you. You, you saw that, right? <laughs> I did. It's all part of the legend. <laughs> <laughs> you can still hear the boy, please help me. Help us, please. And as that happens, the strange robed figure seems to put their bony hand up like this, and the boy gets quiet. There's a a weird shadowy kind of miasma behind it as it changes something you're not aware, but it is then going to just look at all of you, and it just kind of, from the finger, it just kind of slowly puts it towards you and shakes it back and forth like a a, a, uh-uh-uh kind of motion. And then it just stands there regarding the three of you like it is intrigued. So, Ortelia, what would you like to do as it kind of just stands there? Oh, I'm joining Chaya in this because you do not hold kids hostage, let alone Raiden. So, time to join the fight. All right. I got a 12 to hit. 12 will hit. Uh, 19 damage. Okay. That's powerful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mal. <laughs> yes, and you double-handed, you take the sword, you swipe down into the spellcaster, or whatever this guy is, and it slams through into him. You can see it, you can feel it catches on something beneath, but then rips the rest of the way out. And there is that shadowy form kind of flickers for a second behind you all. And Chaya, the creature, slowly turns to look at you. And again, it's just kind of looking at you like it's really confused for a second. That's it. That's it. It's your turn. Malachi, you hear, Mal, get to the kid. Get him out of here. 
and I will do another uh, all-out attack with a minor action to aim at that. I'm going for that finger. I'm tired of him waving that finger at people. <laughs> Come for that finger. <laughs> uh, 12, 15. That'll hit. Yep. He takes nine points of damage to the finger. Oh, brutal. Finger what finger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a snapping and a wrenching sound as you yank it free from his hand. Malachi. I want to run towards the sound. Now, uh, uh, if you said this part, I remember, like, is the entrance to the keep open or was it closed up? Like, can I get inside? It's, yeah, it seems to be open. All right. Then I will uh, use a major action to run, which doubles my speed to try to get there. Because uh, one of my abilities is I can use healing as a minor action. Oh, nice. Uh, so if I can get to the boy or the wolf, I'll, as I'm running up, I'll see which one looks the worst. And then I will heal that one first. Absolutely. As you run up and you you run past everybody, the skeletal guy in the robe lets you go as you run through that weird shadowy miasma there's a cold that really seeps into you it's like all of a sudden you run in, out into the winter like the deepest winter and if you could let's have you go ahead and make a constitution stamina roll real quick front row front row reggie uh, not bad uh seven twelve thirteen 13? Yeah, you're okay. And you push through it, though, and that cold, as you get all the rest of the way through, it's like it like pulls off of you, and you kind of get a weird chill, and you move up, and you do get to where the front entrance is, and as you turn, you can see that just inside the entryway, there is a little, like a ledge, like an outcrop, an alcove, I guess one word important. There's an alcove just inside there, where you can see the boy has actually holed himself up in. The undead wouldn't be able to reach him from here if they did get through the doorway. And curled up next to him is the wolf. They both look very tired, very hungry, very sad, scared. Um, but you do get to them, and uh, they both look like they're both... They don't seem to be injured. They just seem to be, again, just tired and worn out and just really not having a fun time. Their little adventure was definitely not what they anticipated. They're kind of over it now. They want to go home. So <laughs> um, so they're both really kind of equal. It's not one worse than the other. All right. I will go ahead and still do a cure anyways, even if it's more like a, an emotional support. But I will say the soothing words and lay my hand on on the wolf and the the child okay. uh, i guess i'll heal the child first Ooh, not great four seven eight nine i did pass uh so that is four five six points of um healing back and you can see some of his color starts to return oh thank you did did, did they send you the, the, the town that did they send you your dad sent me he did yeah, let him sit on that. Uh, I'm going to yell to the others, I have the boy. He's okay. But the there's a dark force between us. I don't know how much I can say in that much time, but I'll... Sure, yeah. yeah. About that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So outside, the uh, weird guy in the robe, he actually now takes his hand. has got the one finger removed, thanks to you, Chai. He gestures with the other hand and puts his hand out. And there is a strange... Actually, let me roll to make sure it happens. Kevin's trying to get all cinematic. I got to actually roll. Oh, you know what? It doesn't happen because I roll lower than the TN. So he actually, <laughs> there's like a black dart that starts to form out of the inside of his palm. And as he gesticulates, he realizes that maybe something happened. His, his head cocks back behind him to realize that Malachi has run past and gotten into the sanctum. And so his concentration fails and the shadow dagger that he was starting to form in his hand just kind of dissipates and that energy, much like when it came off of those undead, just 
goes off of him back into that strange, weird shadow wall behind him. Um, and that's it for his turn. Ortelia. Oh, let's see if we can finish this guy off. He's looking pretty weak. Um, 11. 11 will hit. Is he dead on his feet? <laughs> nice. You got a million of them, Michael. I love it. <laughs> 19 damage again. Oh, my Jeez. goodness. I've got a plus six with the string. That's true. Beautiful. Okay. You hack down in, and um, if you could, if you can roll a die if you'd like, or you can just tell me, uh, right or left? Left. Left. His left arm gets lopped off at the shoulder and flies off, and as it does, it turns into this weird ash and goes back into that weird shadow wall. Ick. And <laughs> This is why Kern is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Chaya, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to go for the other arm. <laughs> All out attack okay. again. All right. All right. Uh, 11. 11? 11's it. Oof. I got three stunt points. Oh, nice. I'm going to do pierce armor. Ooh, yes. That's 11 points max damage. Nice. And yeah, you wrench through whatever it was that you're, uh, the, they caught on before, like underneath, uh, you pull away part of that and there was like a breastplate underneath the robe that starts to rip off and you damage it and you reveal just more of this skeletal form beneath. And yeah, you bite into it. You, you can feel its form starting to give way. There's like shadows that are kind of pulling off of it, going back into this weird wall. And Malachi, you're in there with, uh, it's gotta be Marcus and, uh, Greymane. So what would you like to do? Uh, so does Greymane seem to be like again injured? Like I'm not like I know you mentioned that, but it just Malachi may not have registered yet. Like, is there an actual injury or is it just straight fatigue? Uh now that you're in here and you're taking a moment to assess what's going on, you can actually see that she does have a small cut on her on her paw, like maybe uh, maybe a trap or maybe something happened in the, the ruins here, because it looks fresh, it looks it looks newer. All right, then I'll I'll heal them as well. Okay. Um, I also try to in- initiate a psychic connection with both of them. Oh, okay. Uh, since this is a right uh, wolf, and try to like communicate that I'm here. We're you know helping to stay calm. You know, my my allies are outside finishing up, and then also asking maybe Grayman knows like what the heck is this? Is there any information they could give us? I could communicate to my allies. Sure. So first step is the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really well, and I got uh, five stunt points, so oh, I'll great. just make it more powerful. So it like it does okay. a lot of healing. So it normally would be, it would normally do seven. I think I can make it twelve if we follow the same rules from before. Sure. Uh, so twelve points of healing to the wolf, mm-hmm. um, and then again, I just want to try to ask through the psychic connection. Like, do you know what this dark wall is? Is that like something we need to be worried about? Definitely. So as you heal up her paw, it's healed completely because of the, the powerful magic that you wield. And with the psychic bond that you feel, it comes very easily. As you try to do it between the two different targets, you find it's almost like you're connecting with one because they already have this rye bond. From what you've experienced, what you know about it, plus a little bit more that you've talked with Chaya about it, you can tell that that's definitely what's going on with this boy and this wolf. And so you reach out and yeah, you ask these questions and you feel her voice presence in your mind. It is an effigy from the time before. The shadows cling here. It is left over from the war of all of the two-legged creatures that walk. If you defeat the dark within, you can defeat the dark without. And outside. Okay. That 
guy, he actually is going to gesture some more. Uh, looks like he's a little more furtive this time. He's actually aware now that uh, toying with you guys was probably not the best thing to do. So he starts to gesture. One-handed. And this time his spell does work. So as he gestures, you see shadows begin to pull off of that uh, wall behind him and start to wrap around his body, uh, making him a little bit harder to see. So his uh, defense is going to go up a little bit, and he moves past the two of you. It almost looks like he glides like a shadow between the two of you, trying to get on the other side so that his back is not to where Malachi went. And as he moves past, you both please make a, I'm going to call this a willpower, a willpower purity roll. 10 with four stunt points, if I succeed. 11 with four stunt points. You both feel, it's not painful, but you feel something uneasy in your minds, and you hear a voice. The land will know us again. As it moves past you, and as it gets in that position, and the shadows completely uh, wreath around his body, he says, The land will feel the strength of the Kurnish might. The shadow comes. And that's his turn. Ortelia. <laughs> oh, furnish might this. <laughs> 18 to hit. Hey, he'll still do it, even with the heightened armor. 18 points of damage. Ooh. Solid. Yeah, you pretty much, yeah. You say, uh, yeah, furnish might this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you take the <laughs> you take the sword and you slice through the shadowy wreathing armor around him and as it does it slices through him and his body just kind of turns into that mist and then it kind of bounces back and then it just evaporates it gets sucked back into the wall behind the two of you and then there is a weird shimmering and flickering type of effect and the shadow wall just seems to disappear that strange malaise that you all felt coming from this area leaves with it. And after a moment, you all look to one another. You realize that there was something evil here, something dark that has been vanquished by the power of friendship and teamwork. And luckily, this area is safe once more. And you all look to one another. So in these last moments, as you start to collect up Marcus and Greymane, uh, is there anything specifically you all would like to do to try to get everybody together and get back in one piece? Well, I would say that as we come out, um, so is it common for, in this situation, for like Marcus to ride Greymane as a mount or not? Because I know that it's small boy, big wolf, it would work. I just don't know if it's common. No, not not particularly. I mean, sometimes you can maybe have a bond with, with an animal that, that would be big enough to allow, like, like a, a horse or horse, something. Yeah. Um, but in this case, not really. No, they're just okay. more, they're equals in a way. Okay. So I would say that... Uh, like that seemed like we're, we're coming out and they're like, Marcus is leaning heavily on gray mane. I'm trying to like support them both so they can walk and neither one has to be carried or anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll get them out get them some food, get them some water. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the only thing I kind of wanted, like in my head, I guess I know we're running low on time. I don't want to like push it too long, but when we get back to the village, Man, I want to try not, to establish. I'm not, we're not going back to the village yet. Okay. okay. Well then I, I will wait to what I want to do if, if, and when that happens. Yeah, I was going to say, don't mean to stop there, but, uh, uh, before we before we head back to the village, uh, Chaya is going to stop the two of them, like when we're feeding them before we set out, and she she will like initiate psychic contact with them and loop everybody in. It's like, Marcus, boy, is your home safe for you? Yeah, he informs you that his dad is a bit 
tough at times, but he knows his dad is a good person deep down. He knows that he's been sad since his mother has has gone, but he knows that his father is still a good man. He just needs to be shown that there's still good in the world. So he hopes with the strength of his new wolf friend that he'll be able to do that. We will take you home then, but let him know that while Greymane may not come back and bite him in an uncomfortable place if he treats you poorly, I have no such compunctions. And he nods emphatically. He understands completely. He gets your tone. He he definitely knows that uh, it's not an argument to have. <laughs> you you will tell him that before we leave you. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I I owe you my life, and I owe you the I owe you for the life of of my friend of of, of Graymane. Thank you so very much for helping me. Is there anything you want to do here before you head back, Ortella? I want to take a quick look around while the kid and Greymane are eating. I just want to search around and see if there's anything else that looks like it could be some kind of Kernish artifact that mm. this could have come from or something else that's left behind. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, go ahead and do a uh, perception searching roll. 11. Just don't pick it up. Yes. No. You actually find near the front entry of the keep that there seems to be a small disc of some sort that was probably buried in the ground, and it somehow got kicked up when the boy and the, the riding wolf entered. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the source of everything. It has that same symbol that you saw as the dropped item on the trail. And so you put two and two together and realize that that's probably what the source of everything is. Um I mean, you have knowledge of the Kurnish Empire, what all happened, but this probably would be something you'd want to take to someone who is very skilled and knowledgeable about what's going on to get a further idea of what exactly the darkness within this thing could be. It looks like it's inert now, I guess you could I'll say. get a piece of cloth, and I'm still not touching it with my hands. I'm sure. going to, like, wrap it up, and it's mm -hmm. like, next time we see a Sovereign's Finest, we're giving this to them and saying, figure this out. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Creep factor high. Mm. <laughs> absolutely anything else or would you guys like to head back we could head back head back yeah okay so you all take some time and you make the journey back you stop at camp a few times until eventually you do get back to red briar and as you do you can see the townsfolk all come up they all are very pleased that you brought the boy back they all welcome you with open arms and then it is that you see the boy's father approach he sees you all well you did it i have to say i'm I'm in your debt, strangers. Ah. I would like to cash that in immediately, sir. Remember that your child has a rye bond. Yes. And so what I want to try to do is, mm -hmm. is create a psychic link between the rye bonded duo and the dad. So the dad will kind of feel or sense or even see the connection they have to Ooh. kind of override his ignorance here and let him see like this is a powerful, beautiful thing that his son now has and he should be grateful for it. So I'm trying to like bridge that gap mentally so they can see what the, they, the couple have the duo. Yeah, have. definitely. Definitely. I love that. Um, go ahead. Uh, let's do a communication role. You can either do psychic or you can do um, persuasion or maybe even animism to uh, kind of pull this all in together. That was not good. Um, uh oh, that is a nine, a nine. Okay. So technically I do have two stump points cause I got, or one stump point cause I got two ones. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, you, you try to open the dad's mind. He seems a bit confused. It doesn't really seem to take hold. Um, but, um, you see that as you're all approaching and he sees this, he sees the, his son walking with the wolf and he's, Oh, that's the creature that I saw that 
And then he looks and his son goes, no, father, it, she's my friend. And kind of taking a cue off of what you were trying to do mentally, the boy approaches and he says, you know, you know, she saved me. She, she brought me back just, just like these ones did. And he points to the three of you and his father looks to the, to the wolf, looks to all of you and maybe there's something with what you did that maybe did take hold on a, on a deeper level. I'll try to enhance it and to say, you know, your, your son wouldn't have survived till we got there if it hadn't been for the, for the right wolf. Like you owe your son's life to, to her as to, to as, as much as any of us. And, uh, there's a moment of realization that seems to come over the father and he actually does get teary eyed for a moment and he goes, Oh, I can't lose you too, my son. And he comes up and he embraces him for a moment. He looks tentatively at the wolf. Maybe there's something that has to be built there, but the first bricks of the bridge have been formed today. So you're not losing a son. You're gaining a right wolf. What's, there we what's go. the marriage equivalent? Of that? <laughs> right right before, go. like, it was he does that Chaya like looks at him and just does. <laughs> right. Got your number, buddy. Yeah. Stop badgering the father. Oh, oh hey, I bite Malachi <laughs> right on the ass. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's how that should end. Yes, well, not my pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, not my pants too. Yeah, not your pants, and you do a jump and you jump up in the air, and we do a freeze cut. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we pull back into it's a new day, it's a new dawn. There's bird song that fills the beautiful, bright, sunny sky again, and the bright blue skies above close out this tale for today. But in the world of Aldea, there are plenty of other tales to tell that you can tell if you want to play Blue Rose at home. And please do. Fantasy Age is great as well. Uh, you can get all of it on Green Ronin's website. Shameless plug, if you want to buy something there, if you use the code uh, GKHERO, all caps, you get a discount. Uh, so do it and uh, check it out and help us all out. Let's take a moment before we say goodbye. Let's remind everybody who everybody is really quickly. And if anybody has anything they want to plug, I don't want to speak out of line. Michael, that's how we do things, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I'll go first and then we'll finish up with Michael. Is that how we'll do it? Then you can take us out. Okay, cool. So yeah, yeah I'm Kevin. Um, I uh, was your, your narrator this evening and I can be found online to the socials at Kevran Games. Um, I've been on here before. Uh, I've played... Uh, Brywood Bay. I played uh, all kinds of stuff. We've, we've played with Michael. We we did uh, what we do Dune recently. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've done lots of detention episodes. It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, this was uh, great to run my first game here. Um, if you want to see other games that I run, you can see me on Wanderers Haven channel, which is over on Twitch as well. But yeah, but thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me host. And uh, please, let's. Uh, I'll pass it on to the next person. So Kaylee, go ahead and uh, tell us what's going on. Uh, you can find me on the socials at Anime Girl, and uh, if you wait another, oh, how many weeks is that? Is that two weeks away? Oh my god, that's two whole weeks away. Two weeks from tonight, over at smugglersblues.org, smugglers you will find a link to our YouTube channel. Uh, the crew of the Kralitz Fang uh, from the Redemption podcast will ride once more in our new tales called Smugglers Blues, a redemption story. This time, it's a live stream, and it's personal. No, it's not really personal. It is a little personal. But you can find us there. Uh, myself, my friend Michael, and RGM Chris will be uh, returning to the Star Wars universe to tell stories. And this time, it'll all be streamed live, so you get to hear all the weird stuff we do in between uh, role-playing moments. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think I'm going to be here for, uh, I might be here for a couple more of these, uh, coming up soon. We just did Dune and Dragon 
Dragonbone? Dragon Dragonbane. Dragonbane. I wrong vowel. Uh sorry. <laughs> it's the scales have turned, obviously. It was the skeletons you were fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously it. Uh and uh you can find so you can find me here on the RPG Academy in a lot of places. So Christine, over to you. Hi, I'm Christine, and you can find me on Twitch at SteenGeek01. I stream Elder Scrolls Online and other video games while also discussing anything in nerddom, including the 40-plus RPGs that I own and have been playing since 1990. Um, and I'm also going to be working with Kevin on some future um, productions, so I can't mm -hmm. wait. And I look yeah. forward to talking to anybody who wants to come and chat. So as for myself, my name is Michael. I'm the host here at the RPG Academy. Uh, this game was part of our sample adventure series. We have a bunch more we, we've already done. We have a bunch more we're going to do. And we've got a bunch of, you know, coming up. We're going to try to do these every other week. And we're actually going to set it up so that we rotate opposite of Smuggler Blues. So every Monday you can experience something. One week on their channel, one week on ours. Uh, we have a ton of podcasts. We've been doing this like 12 years. So if there's anything about RPGs you're interested in, we probably have an episode that covers it in some way. Uh, but if this is Mental Health Awareness Month in May, and I want to plug my other podcast I do that is about mental health awareness. Um, it's called HMA Pod or Healthy Minds Alliance Podcast. It's a like a 15-minute 20 minute interview style podcast with people who are in local communities teaching and educating people around mental health, uh, suicide prevention, that kind of thing. It's brand new. It's very small and needs some love. So if you are interested in that or just willing to give us a thumbs up plus button or subscribe to help us grow, search for Healthy Minds Alliance. Uh, and then also Action 12 Cinema, you can pre-order it now at the RPG Academy website slash Action 12 Cinema. Uh, so Rezo, Rezo TKO, sorry, I Mispronounced. Just jumped in at the end. Said it was a fun time watching. Thank you for hanging out. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, there will be an audio only version coming out on the main feed in a few weeks, and this will eventually go on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, but we will sign off as we always do here at the Academy by saying, "If you're having fun, you're doing it. You're right. doing it right." Thanks, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.